This episode is brought to you by Harris Resort SoCal. Nestled against a rolling hillside and just down the road from Palomar Mountain, guests at Harris Resort SoCal can expect gorgeous views, friendly staff, available night and day to encourage everyone to have a great time. When I was there recently, I had a chance to dine at California's first and the nation's largest house kitchen. And it's true, the beef wellington and sticky toffee dessert are great. The restaurant is inspired by the hit TV show and features a menu approved by the Michelin star celebrity chef, Gordon Ramsay himself. Hope to see you all at Harris Resort SoCal in 2024. Every year, one thing is always predictable. Postage costs go up. Stamps.com gives you crazy discounts for up to 89% off USPS and UPS services, so your business will barely notice the change. Stamps.com has been indispensable for over 1 million businesses just like yours. It's like your own personal post office. No lines, no traffic, no waiting. Sign up with promo code PROGRAM for a four-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com code PROGRAM. My name is Scott Lee. I'm an actor, a Vietnamese actor, Vietnamese-American actor, Vietnamese parts, but made in America. Welcome to the Vietnamese. I'm your host, Kenneth Nguyen. Being part of a culture of nearly 100 million Vietnamese people in the world today comes with a lot of pain, proud history, and privilege. Join me as I highlight and explore the Vietnamese experience from all over the world. This is uh, one of my first um, times I've interviewed in my studio in person. So this is a very cool kind of experience for me. I'm glad it's me, man. I'm glad it's me. And uh, we are in the 626 is my hood. I grew up in the 626. Um, I was driving around and um, just going to uh, places that I grew up, you know, walking to. I saw like kids coming off San Gabriel High and I was like, shit, that was me. Walking to, you know, the to uh, go on mission and get some, get some food and shit. So um, I love this place, man. Yeah, well, welcome. Yeah. What does it mean to be Vietnamese to you? Oh, man. Um, it's a, Legacy. I feel honored, man. I mean, my parents came here. Uh, I spoke to them today, actually. Um, 79 on a boat, you know, and all kinds of stuff happened. And uh, I was born in the uh, U.S., Houston, Texas, and um, boom, born in Houston, Texas today. And, um, you know, it's just a, it's such, it's such a privilege um, to be. Uh, you know, they, 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 they had courage to come do this. Uh, they had courage to get on that boat, leaving everything. And, you know, for me, um, living, living happily, living my dream is how I pay them back. Yeah. Imagine if a war broke out right now oh, and we had to, like, hop on a fucking boat and get across the Pacific and head down to Mexico or go somewhere. Can you just imagine fucking hundreds of thousands of fucking people trying to charter a boat out of here you know what's crazy so no i can't it, it, but then shit like that happens and then we adjust we we're in shock and we do it and then we just adjust to it right um my dad and it, it made me think about today i was like damn i'm just like him my dad when we were leaving vietnam i wasn't here obviously i wasn't born yet but we he my, my three siblings my mom and my dad and my sister, she was two years old, a year and a half. I think she was two. And the grandmother was like, no, 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 leave her here. She's too young. And my dad was like, 
no, nah, man, if we're going to go and if we're going to die, we're all going to die together. Wow. I'm not going to leave my daughter here and I, if I die. And I'm like that. I'm like that, dude, with my daughters, man. Like, wherever I go, I want them to be. Yeah. be you know, come on, you know what I mean? I'd rather be home. I hate leaving them, you know? So um, I kind of, like, connected that. And I was like, man, that that was important. Real quick, you, you, you shot a movie in Vietnam recently, right? Yeah. Did you take them with you? No, I did not because I... Um, it was important. I felt like I just needed to focus on the job. Yeah. For this, for this one, for this one, I was like, I, you know, um, you know, playing the lead role, um, from, from the page one to the last page, and just you know, training and all that stuff. I, I just wanted to be focused, and I knew if they were there, my mind would be kind of like sometimes drifting off. So I kind of, uh, I told him, hey, next time, and we are, we're gonna be heading there soon. With the family. And we'll get into the, the movie and, and talk about it. Yeah. And you grew up in the SGV, which yeah. is in Southern California here. Yeah. Tell me about that. Um, dude, San Gabriel, <coughs> San Gabriel, Alhambra, Pasadena, Rosemead, El Monte. Um, that was my hood. You know what I mean? I, I went to San Gabriel High School. Uh, I was a wrestling team. I was on the wrestling team over there. I was on the basketball team over there. And, um, you know, just like it was, I think it was like the, the Sandlot days, man. It felt like it. You know the movie? Yeah. Like, like it yep, felt yep. like that, dude. We had a big fucking dog named Killer across, <laughs> that we were all scared of. German Shepherd. <coughs> and, um. You're killing me, Smalls. <laughs> <laughs> I'm telling you. So it, it was, uh, I think it was like a, a beautiful childhood, man. There was a bully? Of course there was a bully. Yeah. Motherfucker, like you know, slammed my head against the wall. You know? But but you grew up predominantly around a, a lot of Asians in the SGV. I, I did, I did. But then you know, me, I, 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 you know, I played with everybody. So I had mixed, you know, I, I, I had a black best friend Bobby, and I, I had Robert, and I had um, Lynn. All these different different you know ethnicities around me. So, but yeah, it, it was uh, it was primarily Asian and Hispanic. And as you were growing up and going through high school, what what did you envision? For your life like what do you think you're gonna be doing mm, i first i wanted to be um i wanted to be an mma fighter man oh, in high shit. school i in realized school. yeah i realized that because i love fighting i used to fight like crazy in uh, elementary and then middle school i would always get you know in trouble from fighting fighting with my friends and then i found wrestling and jujitsu and then i was like shit i'm gonna do this and then i uh, i switched right after high school um I started. I got into law enforcement, and uh, and then I switched again. My girlfriend at the time was an actress, so um, I remember at that point I was. I, I did some all kinds of crazy jobs, man. At that point, I was a aviation mechanic, and going to school for that too. And she was an actress from New York, and she came, and I was at her place, and then she brought in the mail, and there was like fifteen stacks of uh, like fifteen envelopes. And she'll rip them open and they were all residuals. And they were like fucking 1200 <laughs> 1500 2300 you know, 3000 And I was getting paid like 18 19 which I was like, yeah, pretty good. <laughs> but I was looking at that and she was always telling me, she was like, Scott, you could do this. You should get into acting, you know? Um, she goes, um, you know, like she was a, a French Latina chick and I was, she was like, Asian girls would like you, black girls would like you, white girls would like you. And I was like, oh... I don't know, babe, but I wanted to. I just didn't like say it out loud. 
you know? I just didn't say it out loud, but I wanted to. And then I think I took the leap, like, around that time, too. I was like, hey, babe, show me. And so I got headshots, and I went out, and I got a commercial agency. And then, like, the first three years, didn't book shit. Family was like, well, what are you doing? You know? Um, my, okay, wait, let me, let me, yeah, let me yeah, stop yeah. you. So, wait. So, three years, you go out on auditions a few times a week. Yeah. Right? Why do you think you didn't land anything in those three years? Man. Like, I think I was base, basting. I, I, I think I was just going there and assuming just... Uh, and trying to book it. Like, I think there's definitely, when you walk in a room, people can sense if you're desperate. And I was like, every time I, 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 I didn't get an audition, I got more desperate. Damn, 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 I got to get to them. You know, I think that's what it was. I, I don't know. Maybe it's just you got to learn. You know, you got to learn you, how, you, the ropes. It's you know? crazy that that is your answer because you didn't say, oh, it's because, you know, like the producers didn't think uh, I was well read or i don't you know. know i mean I but mean, no but that that initial answer and i'm going to tell you why i think it's very interesting because i was expecting a typical response in my mind would be like yeah i wasn't right for the part maybe i just didn't read enough you know or train enough mm. to be an actor and you know the vibe but i just finished matthew mcconaughey's um memoir mm. called green light and it talks mm. about this very fucking thing he talks about this desperation. So he comes out to LA after like doing some small projects, some small roles that blew him up. Came out to LA, was crashing on a producer's couch and the producer could sniff it. The producer was like, you are desperate. You need to get the fuck out of LA and go find yourself. And he talks about it. He goes and he leaves and he looks for himself for like a month. Uh, I think he joins a monastery or some shit yeah. and like works all that shit out and then comes back. That desperation goes and it disappears and he starts booking. So he ain't got nothing to do with anything other than the fact that if you roll into a place, any place of like work and you come in with this sort of bearing of confidence, no desperation, yeah. people just kind of look at you way differently. I mean, it's like common sense, right? But mm. we don't think about it. Well, if you're not desperate, guess what? You're more natural and you're yourself. And that's what shines. That's what shines, right? I, I feel like that's where, like me as a, you know, actor, father, husband, just a person, I feel like, dude, I finally get to be me, man. I finally get to, like, I'm not trying to be a tough guy. I'm not trying to be, you know, impress this, this chick. I'm not trying to impress these people. I, I, I could care less. And I look at somebody and I find the wavelength right away. I'm like, hey, what's up? You know, and if it's it's, and I'm then I, I start pulling people in, like in, in a natural, yeah, organic way, organic, uh, like way of just like, hey, man. And then we have a conversation and we become friends. And and if it's acting, then of course you got to have your shit down, though. You know what I mean? Like you have the meeting and you have the the meet and greet between people, but you got to have that shit down. You got to have your dialogue down. You got to have uh, whatever character you built, you know, put together. And little, and little things that make it different, that makes it juicy, you know. Um, I'm not going to give my secrets. There's some secrets that I do in audition tapes and stuff. But, um, but it's just that being you is the fucking shit. Three years of doing that shit and you didn't get it. Three years of auditioning 
kept going. How how did you keep going? How did you keep the motor running when there was nothing coming in? Most actors would know this. You get those auditions you go to, and you leave feeling so good. It's like fucking man. This is why I did. Fuck, I did it. I practiced it. I fucking rehearsed it. I went in there and I executed. Damn, I feel so good. And in that moment, you don't really care if you book. Of course, you want to, but you're like, you walk out, boom. And then there's those times where you go, uh, you you leave the audition room, and then you're driving, and then you're thinking, oh shit, I could have done this. I could have done this. Oh man, I wanted to do this, but I didn't do it. Oh, shit, 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 shit. Oh, I, I, then you think you could have done better, right? So it goes back to kind of like leaving that desperate, like not having that desperation mindset in life. And so now what? You go into the audition room, you do whatever you got to do, say whatever you got to say, that when you walk out, you're like, fuck. Well, done. You know, you're driving home, you think, you're, you're listening to music, you're listening to some tapes or something, or you're not just chilling. You know what I mean? You don't have that, you don't go back and rewind that shit because I did it. You give your best. Yeah, and I, and and I, I made a choice, and I I had courage in my choices, and I I thought about something there, and I did it naturally. Dude, better than not doing it. I look out into the landscape right now, and in the last I don't know five years, I keep questioning this. There's a few questions I always have, like why the fuck does Vietnamese food uh, not ha- command the high prices? Another question I have is where the fuck is my Vietnamese lead man? on the big screen these are questions that float in my brain constantly what do you think it takes to get an asian male lead like a clooney or a george george clooney or brad pitt on the screen from from an actor's point of view you're a great looking guy you're in shape what do you think that that when when will that happen and how will it happen hmm We've talked about, like, I've heard about that a lot. We've talked about it. But the thing is, I always feel like, I'm that dude, man. You know what I mean? I'm like, and there's other dudes. I, I know so many fucking good-looking, uh, good actors uh, and Asian that are out there. You know what I mean? It's there. It's just, you know, sometimes we slowly, we got to build up to it. You know what I mean? We had, um, I think it, it's, it, there's more and more people now. There's more and more Asian men now. No, so I, uh, that, that's just a question I'm like, it's, it's hard to say because I feel like they're there too, you know? We just got to wait for the you know, right script. We got to wait for the right director. The right director is going to be like, oh, I need this Asian guy. I need, I mean, there was a director I was working with. He said there was a film that he couldn't cast because they couldn't find the right Asian guy. So they went with a, a different race. You know what I mean? So... And he was like, I wish I knew you. And I was like, uh, and it goes back to you and me. We fucking right here, you know? And we just never crossed. It's there. It's there. So, like, and that's why I, we were talking about, you know, before we started, you know, turn this on. I was like, you're doing some shit, man. You're, you're, you're putting voices. You're putting, you're bringing people up. Um, and you're good at it. Oh, thank you. You know what I'm saying? And so you, you play a huge part. And, that's such um, an honor that you have. It's a, it's, it's a fucking important thing, you know? So, like, second to no one, man. I mean, thank you. Good. Appreciate that. But, and we, we talk about that, right? Because, you know, we talk about men of my generation 
who are plagued with this never-ending, bottomless issue of self-esteem as it relates to being a Vietnamese American. So that is a poison or it's a it's a blemish on our psyche that we're never good enough and then it drives us it drives mm-hmm. our behavior mm-hmm. to try to like excel and and not be mm. second to anything you know and i think that's it's a good and a bad thing right because you're constantly plagued with this like obsession to have your people and that's my obsession now it's to have the voices of our people and our generation all around the world amplified you know so it's it's one of those things where when i come across a man like you i am so grateful but i also question when is it that this phenomenon of having this like george clooney or brad pitt being one of us oh shit so should i, should I plug in my movie now shit that's per- april uh, yeah, april 2023 a tourist guide to love on netflix Yes, there we, we go. And let's. Why, okay, why don't we talk about it? I had other things that I wanted to bring up, but let's let's get it right into I it. Am, I am playing the lead. <laughs> <laughs> How did that come about? Mm. Um, I uh, I was working at a gym. I was the fitness manager at a gym. I was working there. That's crazy, um, man. Yeah, man. I, I and I was loving that area, loving that gym. And people were like, "Dude, like you bring the energy," and I'm like, "Dude, you guys bring the energy." And so I love that place. Um, then I got this audition. <clears throat> for uh, a tourist guide to love, right? And took a break uh, during like a lunch break and just kind of like uh, shot the audition tape with you my. You shot it on a phone? On a phone. You know, I just, I, I drove home real quick, had my wife kind of like, hey, I, I need five minutes. Read the lines, blah, 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 blah. By the time I got home, did it. My wife was like, damn, that was actually pretty good. And I was like, okay, sent it, went back to work. Um, and then a month later, a month later, I think it was like a month later because it was a while. Um, they were like, "Oh, they want you to read with um, the lead, the, the lead uh, actress, uh, Rachel Lee Cook." And I was like, "Oh shit, cool, all right." And so they threw some more sides at me. Uh, I read that's those sides like five minutes before, and I I, I took a walk around the gym because I was like, "Oh shit, let me work on this." But 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 they went into the office. Did my read with her and the director and the casting director, and we were just like improving as we were going. I was just like, dude, I was like, you know, all, all kinds of stuff. Just we're going off script too at the same time, but we're still staying on it. And she was doing so many great shits. And then afterwards, I was like, that was cool. And uh, and then they were like, okay, cool, well, that was great. Then a week later, the producer, the producer, uh. Joel Rice told my, my agent, hey, I need to talk to Scott. And at that point, they were kind of like, you know, I think Scott's the guy. I, and I, the first line he said to me on, uh, on, a, on, a, on, fa- on Zoom was he was like, do it for your kids. And I was about to cry. And I'll tell you why. Because during that read with uh, Rachel, at the end, I was, tell- I was asking her and Stephen, I was like, how, how do you how do you go travel and do stuff like this and uh, um, leave your kids, you know? And so they were just giving me you know, advice and, t- and saying what they were saying and and so he, the producer, sensed that I didn't want to go because of my kids, right? So when he said that, I was like, man, I balled up, I was crying, and then I was like, all right, 
And then that's, I didn't say, I didn't even say yes yet, but I was like, yeah, I'm going to do it. And then so then I started training. I lost 50 pounds, got shredded. Wait, did they, did they approve you already at that point? Yeah. So you were in? Yeah, I was like, I was in. So Contracts, I, you know, ink and... Contract came on a little later, but I, I was already in. I mean, they, it was, it was, it was straight up like... We perfect you. timing, perfect people, perfect energy. And I told you before, I was like the wavelength, right? I'm into wavelength. I'm like, you, when you're around me, you feel you know, this energy. And I, I sense good energy, and I pull that in. If I sense negative energy, I'm kind of turning away from that a little bit. I'm being you know, respectful, but I'm going to turn away from it. I'm going to walk away from it. But um, um, yeah, yeah. So then I uh, started training, hired a trainer. I'm a trainer, but I hired a trainer. I, hired, I started working with a uh, nutritionist and asking uh, a couple of uh, friends of mine who, who compete on how they you know, got shredded and all that stuff. And I started doing that 50 pounds later. I was like, okay, this is how I see him. This is how I see that character. You know, He has to have these uh, characteristics, right? So by the time I got on the plane, I, I was like, I can't remember when I got on the plane, but I was like, I need to be this weight. And I... And, that day I was that way. So mission accomplished, right? And so, and there's another crazy thing. I was on the airplane. I'm flying, right? I'm on the chair, uh, on the airplane, on that seat, and I'm doing sit-ups, and I'm doing crunches in the airplane. And I brought like, my resistant band. Literally, yeah, I'm literally. I, I got my, I got my resistant band. I'm just fucking working out. And the, 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 the flight attendants, they were walking by all giggling and shit. And I was like, <laughs> I don't care. I'm just sweating, working out. Um, then working on my lines and then watching fucking some movies uh, on the way to Vietnam to shoot it. This yeah. is crazy because <coughs> I this is crazy because I don't know how many bigger roles you've had before. I mean, maybe smaller roles. But being opposite Rachel Lee Cook is a fucking big thing. And this is right. A, this is <laughs> it is. Yes, yeah, and it's a Netflix project, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now, it's crazy because typically studios want to see a bankable, mm-hmm. you know, opposite lead, right? And yeah. just to bring in somebody who they don't know much about. Yeah, it's yeah. a big gamble, no? It's a big gamble, but I think uh, Rachel was like, and uh, Joel and Stephen, they were all like, like we knew it was you. You know what I mean? And like you're you're kind of unpredictable, you know what I mean? You're so there there was a lot of elements that came together, and I I think that that's this is what, what you were talking about, like a, a Vietnamese or an Asian male lead in the big screen. Blah blah blah. It's that time we're living in that time. I almost felt like we were living it back then too, because I never like I never make excuses. I never make a complaint. Uh, it's I've I've been auditioning since I started, dude. And I fucked up so many times, and it's not because it wasn't for an Asian, you know, role. And it's because I fucked up, you know. And I gotten better, I gotten better, gotten better. Then I made the adjustment, the the mental psychological adjustment, where it's like, hey, just be you, just be you. And when you walk in that room, the energy, the confidence, and just. You know, your existence walks in, man. All the shit that you carried before, all the joy, all, you know, family and friends, that comes into the room too. And so if you're you, you carry all that shit, people f- sense it. I mean, we're, we got some shit. We got some energy, man. And, and I, I, was in a, I was in a room bu- uh, full of uh, people recently, right? And I could tell who was negative. Like just, and then I actually went 
I walked over there and I, I said something nicely to them. I, oh, okay, confirmed. And I walked away, you know? So that's a... That's like, that's some West Coast, like, artist ability to kind of feel things, right? Because I feel like... Feel the room, read the room. You read the room, yeah. you feel people, but it's very kind of like there's no language for it. There's no, there's no system where you can... It's just like this internal thing yeah. where, you know, you're kind of like living on the fringes of kind of human sort of feelings right yeah. and 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 it's like without that how do you do your job as an actor or an artist or a creative you know it's things that are completely kind of like indescribable mm. this this ability to kind of feel people and 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 kind of like get into the psyche of because typically we're just you know especially i think vietnamese traditional jobs we're you know kind of mechanical we go in and we do doctor <laughs> jobs we do you know engineering jobs we do very oh, you know but this whole sort of like this feeling stuff it's like you don't it's not really talked about much yeah might be because of uh my wrestling my jujitsu days might be because of my uh my yoga days you know what i mean and you gotta feel you gotta there's so much like you're feeling your opponent now you know what i mean um and you're training you're training with your your, your team um, and then it's at the end it's all about you so um, that's a i think that's pretty much kind of like how i approach auditions and how i approach my acting it's just like man hey first you got to be you you got to make sure that um, the things that you say and the things that you do you're uh, um, you'll be happy when you walk out the door um and that's enough, dude. You but, don't have to fucking try so hard. No, but I, but I imagine, though, as, a, as an actor, though, it's sort of like as a singer, right? Our voice, our mannerisms, our tools. How do you know that you're going to go into a room and you can deliver the memory, you can deliver the lines, you can deliver everything, the notes, mm. the feeling? How do you know that that is something that you can, you can be able to deliver when, when you get there? So the, the way I kind of like, try to organize it is first know the lines read the lines read the lines until it becomes like just like walking just walking forward you know and then i make a left then i make a right then i make a left to go home so now you know it then you have for me it's like find something that you could pull from your your history your past that you could kind of like really have an emotion connected to it and then when you're there you just, it's, it's like, it's like putting on armor, you know, putting on armor or, or, or putting your gun together. You do it so often that you could do it anywhere. And then just execute, I mean, listen to the person that's across from you and, and, and feel what they're, uh, feel what they're saying and then, and um, connect to them. But there's like a hundred pages in an average script. You got to remember all that and... I do, wow. and I do not, because what I do is, uh, wh what, it, what it's like is basically, yeah, of course you got to know the script, but just work on what you need to do that day. Like, you're not going to do the entire f script that day. You're not going to do 10, 20 pages that day. You're probably going to do um, five pages or six pages. Just focus on that. Focus on that. 
focus on that. Don't don't <laughs> overthink. Don't think about oh what's happening. Just focus on because by then you've already done so much work. You've read it so many times. So just focus on what you need to do that day. And you should be good. You should. Was that time you went to Vietnam with Rachel Lee Cook in this production the first time you've been to Vietnam? That's right. Oh, yeah. Shit. Yeah. Yeah. Dude, um, I haven't cried so much in the last two years, man. Damn. When I landed, when I, when I was on a plane, I, I landed on that soil. I was like, shit. I felt that soil. I was like, I was like my roots. And I was like, the energy, I could feel the energy. I was like, damn, I'm here. And my sister, um, I have a sister that was born in Vietnam that passed away. And I was like, I'm here. You know, I'm here. I'm here. You know, you're not alone. And so I, I used, that was kind of like a, a big part for me, kind of like to, a big reason why I wanted to go there too. You know, I mean, go back to this place where my parents left. So they left in 75 on a boat you know, for freedom, for all these things, right? And, you know, they have a family, they, they raised me up, and here I am, full circle, coming back on an airplane, doing a project, representing Vietnam, representing our family, and, you know, just like, did you, blessing, man. Did you blessing. know anybody in Vietnam? I think a few people, a few people, like, no, not family members. Yeah, just like, just industry like, people? or There's some industry people that went in and out. I was like kind of doing some stuff here and then went back home to Vietnam, but not really. You know, so it was, uh, it was cool. I was like, dude, I was on game mode. It was like fight ready, dude. I trained mentally and physically like it was a fight. Like I said, I told you, I wanted to be an MMA fighter back in the days, yeah. right? So I was like, I, I approached this like a fight. I brought, I had a team. I had, I had trained for it, mentally trained for it, physically trained for it. And then here, I'm flying over there for, uh, for the match, man. Okay, can I ask you a question? Um, I don't know if, <laughs> if you signed an NDA or you can't talk about it, but I want to know one thing. Mm. Are you Rachel Lee Cook's love interest? Yes. How much physical action gets oh, do we man. get to see? Can you talk about that? Um, dude, when is this coming out? Because I think... <laughs> I'll put it out today. Oh, you can put this out today. Shit. Um, it's, I mean, it's, like, it's, it's a romantic adventure, uh, beautiful shot movie. I mean, oh, it's the best of Vietnam, dude. We shot all over Vietnam and beautiful, fucking awesome cast. They were all so talented. They were fucking, they were so good, man, actually. I was like, oh, damn. <laughs> they surrounded me around a bunch of black belts, dude. And I was like, oh, damn. But, you know, all of them kind of like... Help, brought, help bring me up too, you know what I mean? Because you're around them, you know? And of course, Rachel was, uh, you know what I mean? She's like, I almost want to say like a mentor to me now. Because I watch her on set. I, I see the way she, she works. And it's just like, man, this is a beautiful thing. It's just so natural. Uh, such a, a nice person. Uh, and you want to, and Wavelength, man. Wavelength, dude. Her Wavelength is fucking there. So I was like, okay, boom, I'm here. You know? Um, but yeah, yeah, yeah. There's there's some smooching involved, for sure. And and I ask that because it all goes back to that lead man shit that I yeah. always question. Yes. I'm like, okay, then hell yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Be because somebody took a gamble on this, right? Because we don't see that shit. Like even in Simulu and Aquafina, yeah. whatever. Yeah. You see this shit on like a big Marvel picture, 
I, that's my big question. Like, yeah. why don't we see smooching? Why don't we see like action on yeah. screen, like between man and woman, between an Asian dude? I mean, wh- uh, Henry Golding and fucking Crazy Rich Asians. Yeah. I mean, when have we seen just straight up? I mean, I'm sure they exist, but I want to see more of that, right? Yeah. yeah. And that's- I don't care if it's with a white woman, black woman, Asian woman. I want to see more of it. And in mm-hmm. fact, with the Marvel film like Simu and Aquafina. Why did they fucking make them friends? You know what I mean? Why can't they fucking be two people who are just like physically attracted to each other? Fuck the like the the comedic shit that Aquafina had to pull. And then, Mm -hmm. you know, why can't it be like some some hot uh, uh, love sparks between these two characters? Right. And that's why I like I, I I'm looking for that from now on. Like, did they have it? I mean, I mean, whether it was written in the script or not, but no. like, like, did they have like? I'm talking about like, um, okay, this is this is info, but like, like I think I was the only dude that I know that ne- that didn't have a crush on Rachel Lee Cook. I think back, well, you know, she's all that, all that stuff. I was like, oh, she's cute, but I didn't have a crush on her. Like my brother-in-law had a fuck. He was like, dude, I had a crush on her so bad. My brother had a crush on her so bad, and I was like, oh shit! And here I am doing a movie with her. And then as I'm around her, and I'm taking her in, and I start to have a, a bit of a crush on her, right? But I keep that shit inside, because I'm using that. Ah, oh, shit, yes, because she's, well, obviously she's beautiful, but like, man, she, she, she's just Gracious. so light, yeah. so, yes. Um, I could hear it. There's like this grace about her. Yeah. There's this kind yeah, of understanding man. about her. Smart, professional, friendly. And and then I'm like, that's what I like, you know what I mean? It's like people who who have it, but you know, they're themselves. And she's already arrived. Yeah, and she's herself, and and she's just so nice. And so I was like, oh okay. And I was, oh shit, I'm gonna use this. I started even crushing her. And um, anyway, hopefully it worked. God damn, I can't. <laughs> I, I, God, I can't wait till it comes out. Yeah, it's uh, awesome. Dude, I um, yeah. What what are what are some of the highlights of of what is it thirty days that you shot or? Oh, uh, I think it was like three and a half to four months. Holy oh, shit! Yeah, I, that's why I didn't. I was like, that's why I hesitated Wait. to go to 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 Vietnam because and, and leave my kids, man. I, I I'm so attached to my kids. I'm like, when I talk about my kids, I'll start crying. I'm serious, dude. Like, I'll start crying right now. If we start talking about kids and shit. Um, but we should talk about kids. Yeah. We, we'll, we'll get to that because. But uh, and that's and that's why they were like, do for your kids. Like Joe was like, do for your kids, and and you know. But they, what the fuck is it? How is it three or four months? It's like a man. It was was a rom com or uh, kind of, but it was also an adventure. It was romance. Yeah, you know, because it's it's there, but it's 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 kind of different, man. You know, and me being a, this is that and that I would say this was my uh, biggest role ever. And if I did this like ten years ago, I think. I would have been like fucking all not, over the place. Not ready. Not ready, all over the place. But now I was like, again, I wasn't desperate. I wanted to stay. I was like, okay, okay. And then so many things kind of like started to think, man, this is, you know, um, uh, real quick, like like somebody told me, oh, yeah, what, what, a, what an opportunity of a lifetime, right? They said that to me, right? And I squinted my eyes just like what you're doing right now. And I was like, yeah, I just kind of nodded my head a little bit. And then the next day I was driving and I was, that, 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 those words, I do a lot of driving early in the morning, like at 4 a.m. I'm heading to the gym, right? So I'm like, 
oh, I think I got it. like that person said what an opportunity of a lifetime but to me I don't I don't see it that way like my life is an opportunity of a lifetime mm. so it's it's a part oh. it's not like damn what an opportunity no it's just a part like my life I'm, I'm, I'm living I have a life dude it's a lot it's an opportunity of this yeah my it's, life this entire it, thing it's an opportunity life is an opportunity Unity. of a lifetime if you know that you're not gonna give a shit you're gonna walk up to that girl and be like hey you're gonna go to your boss and be like i want that fucking ten dollar raise and i deserve it because blah 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 you're gonna go take that travel uh that, that buy that ticket to fucking um you know, whatever. And then you're going to quit your job because you know it's fucking, it stinks and you're going to take this other thing because you know you're going to be happier. You're going to do it. It's an opportunity of a lifetime. Life is an opportunity of a lifetime. So, um, yeah, dude. So, the four and a half, four, I think it was like four months, man. Something like that. It was weird. I, that morning leaving, I was like, oh, shit. <laughs> but, I, I, you know, I was, I was preparing myself like two, three months in, in advance already, so... God damn, this is so interesting because a lot of the people that I talk to on this podcast have been to Vietnam, yeah. right? Whether they're 19 or they're fucking 15 or, you know, 80, they've most people have spent some time, at least one trip in Vietnam. True, right? Or if they have not gone, they were planning to go, and then there was like this sort of agenda. You did not have an agenda at all. You It just like came up and you take this trip back to Vietnam to make a movie to make a movie to make a fucking movie like how what better way to return or you didn't even return this is the first time you've been back or this is the first time you've been to Vietnam first time first time and did your like wife or kids ever come out to visit no 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 I, I had to stay focused on what I was doing um, and uh, they would have been a distraction yeah for sure so, for sure I mean uh, we FaceTime every night um and uh, I mean, I mean, there's so many things to look forward to because we we are planning trips to Vietnam, you know, and and, uh, and other places. So um, they're not gonna miss out. They're kind of jealous. There was she was jealous that I was going and all that stuff. And I was like, oh, she's a traveler. I'm not, you know. I mean, I I like to kind of like, you know. But now I'm starting to like, you know, going to these places too. So again, life is an opportunity, right? So I wanna. Take a look at all these places. How, how has this experience changed you? Um, it, you know what it has done. It has, looks. I don't even realize I did it. It feels weird, mm. man. I mean, like, I saw some. I, I went and did some ADR, which is like, you know, you kind yeah. of do voice and stuff to kind of like clear up some areas. But I, it's it's weird because it's coming out. It's coming out, and I feel the same. I feel the same as I did like, like last year when I was training at the gym and I had all these clients and I, you know, the family. I was like, it, it, like I was the same dude. Like, but if anything, I feel like, hey, you know what? Now, the way you were thinking and the way you were feeling about things and how to approach life and and, and the way you live your life, um, that was a good choice to start making those adjustments. When I say make adjustments, I was like, okay, positive people only. Don't argue over fucking petty shit. People who are negative and are, you know, don't want to talk, don't talk to them. Uh, work out, eat right. I don't drink. I don't smoke. I smoke weed once every like two or three weeks at night right before I sleep for my joint pain. Um, uh, eat right and uh, just, just, 
be yourself. And so how's it changed? Uh, are you career wise? Are you getting more offers as a result of this experience or it's just, it's you're... yeah. Yeah. I think so. I came back. Oh, check it out. So when I came, when I was there, I told myself, okay, I think I was told myself by the end of the year, you need to put, you need to book two more, two more jobs, two more jobs. And then I got back and I started auditioning. Um, and lo and behold, end of the year, I booked two jobs. And I, I booked uh, FBI's Most Wanted for um, uh, CBS. And then right now I'm doing HBO thing, um, two jobs. So visualizing it, kind of like, I didn't say 10 shit. I didn't yeah. say 10, you know. I said two. I could feel it. I could feel myself doing it. And I remember for the FBI, FBI's Most Wanted uh, episode, um, the writer is a good friend now. Um, but she, uh, when I read it, the first time I read it, I, again, man, I'm mean, fucking crying so much. I don't know why, dude. Wow. <laughs> I read it because it, it was about the refugees, you know what I mean? And the pirates and all that stuff. So I read it and I started crying. And I, my wife walked in and I, I looked over to her and I was like, hey, I'm going to book this. I'm and then she, she just ignored me, right? So I was like, hey, hey I'm going to shoot this in New York. And then uh, I didn't even think about it. I booked it. And I'm, I'm at the airport heading to New York. To, to New York. And I, I text her. And I was like, what did I say? Right? It's like that Jim Carrey writing a $10 million check to himself. Yeah. 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 And then, and then I, I go, once I'm in New York, I realize something else. I'm in New York shooting this crime show. And back when I was in high school, younger, my sister and I would watch like Cold Case, um, SVU, you know, those, those, yeah. those, those, those shows that shot in New York. And I remember I was like, one day I'm going to be over there in New York shooting an episode. That was, I was like 12 or like 15 or something like that, dude. And then later, I remember when I was, I was there, I was in like Greenpoint. I was like, shit, dude, here I am. I was like, good job, kid. But fucking saying that and believing it, you know what I mean? Not being like, uh, I, 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 I want to shoot it, but no, that might not happen. No. You know, fucking I can make it happen. This, um, this lead man role, like I, I'm imagining in my mind that if I had sort of like this thin resume or acting resume or not as much screen time traditionally on the screen, I would go... This is me fucked up thinking, right? Like I would go into a contract negotiation thinking like a fucking like cowering, like, oh my God, like I'm not, I'm just happy to be here. I'm not going to negotiate. Did you have that problem or did you go, no, you tell your agent like, this is fucking what I want. Can, can you talk about that or? Kind of. So, so they, it, it, it was like a certain um, amount that they put out. Yeah. I, I was like, I literally said, nah, I told my agent, I was like, no, 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 I want more. And then I think they then they made an adjustment, and then I said, "Nah, I want more." And then both uh, my team at that time they were like, "You know, maybe we should just you know." Do this. And I was like, in my mind, because again, I was riding on that wavelength, man. Yeah, wow. I'm like, I'm like, no, dude, I'm gonna leave my family. Fucking four months, I'm gonna leave this job. I'm probably. They said that you can have your job when you come back, right? But I'm leaving it, and probably I'm, I might not come back because they might not, they might give it to somebody else. Who knows, right? So I was like, no, I want more. And then they were like, uh, yeah. and I was like, 
What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? Hero Bread serves up 0 to 1 grams of net carbs, 5 to 11 grams of protein, and high fiber in every delicious serving. Made with natural ingredients, Hero Bread supports gut health, promotes weight management, and helps maintain blood sugar. Hero also drops other limited edition ultra-low net carb goodies like rich, flaky croissants and buttery brioche slider rolls. Head to Hero.co to shop today. Okay. You know, so, you know, I did it, and, but I, 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 I'm, I'm, I was like, I wanted more. And I, I deserve more, you know. Yeah, but. and 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 I ask you because I'm sure that a lot of our new Asian American men who are going into that sort of like that contract yeah. negotiation is having to think about these things because yeah. it's like, wait, the 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 white American studios are giving us a, a shot. They're, they're, like the, the the system is giving us a chance. We yeah. just take fucking whatever we can. Yeah. But that is like contradictory to the way I think. The way we should be thinking, right? <laughs> I, I don't, uh, you know, I just, if the number sounds good to me, I like it. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's not, you know, I mean, I always, uh, you know, and, and who I, the people I have right now, I'm really happy with because they're a shark. You know, but the manager I have right now is a shark and I, I really appreciate him. He's a friend of mine now too. We're close and I'm learning from him. He's a mentor too. You know, not just my manager, but a mentor and teaching me about things. Uh, but I see his work um, and it's along the same wavelength. That I that I that I that I'm practicing that I am you know, and so uh, we we gravitate towards each other and 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 so yeah I young you say young actors in here and there it's like you know ask for more ask for more you you uh if you ask for more uh, the worst is like a, a no or you know they they're not gonna be like oh. No, yeah, no, we're gonna no. cut you out of the project. We're, we're gonna find somebody else. Well, we, we we went a different route. Well, if, if it's that case, then it's probably a small project or like a weaker project. It's mm. not a big project. Where they're and, gonna need this specific DNA? Yeah, yeah. And, and 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 if that's the case, you don't want to be with them, you know. But if it's a big project like Netflix or you know HBO, whatever, they're gonna be like, uh, they're gonna negotiate, and then. Uh, they're gonna put you know back and forth, back and forth, and then they're gonna put a number out, and then they're gonna leave it into your reps' hands. They're not gonna like just disappear. You know what I mean? They're not gonna. Uh, at least I don't think they're gonna. Yeah, do that. it doesn't some feel back, like. But yeah, you know, there's some just, back and forth, and you gotta be confident with that shit. You gotta be like, you know what? Uh, back and forth, back and forth, and then boom. Okay, here, this is the best we can do, and then then you your it's it's in your court. You make the decision, versus kind of being afraid to ask for more, like. No man, I ask for more. What what kind of films are you into? Oh man, war films. Like, war film. like my favorite my my favorite film <laughs> is a uh, um, Braveheart. Braveheart. Man. That's a good film. Braveheart. It's a fucking I badass. It, I watched it like six times. Dude. Really? Yeah. What 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 is it about Braveheart that turns your heart on, your Again. mind on? It doesn't give me a hard on. <laughs> no, but check it out though. It, like, like first it's Mel Gibson, right? And he he wrote and directed, directed yeah. and acted. Yeah. And and it's about you know this this guy who who through war and stuff he starts to build. And he's a leader. He's himself, and people gravitate yeah. towards him because he's a natural leader. Like all the you know all the guys around him, they gravitate towards him because he's a natural leader and then they go on into battle and all that stuff and then he gets betrayed by one of his, one of the guys and that's the only thing that where he sat down he, he you know yeah, he, he kind of gave up 
he gave his body right there um so and it's it's like epic battles man like lord of the ring epic battles like man just going at it you know and i i love that and 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 uh, so yeah and then i met him once i was at an audition in santa monica and i, I we were at a, I forgot, some sort of a grocery store and i I was walking through the aisle and I saw him. He saw me, and then we walked in and we did it again. And I w- walked up to him. And I was like, "Hey, man, what's up, man?" And he's like, "Hey, what's up?" We shook hands, and I was like, "Hey, man, you you you're one of the reasons why I started acting." All right? He goes, "Hey, don't act too much." <laughs> right? And I tell people this story, and sometimes they're like, "What?" A t-? And I was like, "No, no, 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 no. okay, no. okay." Th- that okay. makes sense. Yeah, man. Like, think about it. Don't act too much, and that's almost like the way I, what I, you I, just I approach said. my life. Yeah. Like I don't act, man. I fucking I be, just I be. am, I am, I'm myself, and I'm doing it, and I'm enjoying it while I'm doing it. Versus kind of like not enjoying it, you know. I'm just, you know, it's it's a blessing to actually be doing this, what, what we're doing, man. Fucking getting a bunch of creative minds together and like creating something like this, and then shooting it, and then the future people are fucking gonna watch it. It's amazing. The future. The future you're gonna sit down and look at this box and see us doing this. I take it I take it even a step further, which is if I get to see you making out with Rachel Lee mm. Cook, right? And I get to have that sort of understanding as a community, right? Yeah. All Asian Americans in this community, that is like the start or the early days of like the wave turning. It's like it's turning. Yeah. It's like because this is a big gamble and it may or may not work, but somebody gave it a shot. I, the powers that be gave it a shot. So this is like, for me, it's, it's in the early days of this historical time. Yeah. A gamble. You don't like that word. I don't think it's a gamble. Fight me. You know what I mean? I, I think that it's just finding the right people that feels right. And I feel like, you see, I'm, I'm in a process of, my mindset now is like, I have a project, I have a script that I wrote with my, my buddy who I, I shot a film with in South Africa many years ago, uh, Gary Kai Mutumbera, uh, G, I call him GK. Uh, if you see him, ever you see him, call him Gary, okay? He hates it. He hates uh, GK? He hates, he hates the word Gary. I just fuck with him. But anyways, <laughs> we, wrote the, we wrote like three scripts together, but one of these scripts that um, we wrote like seven years ago, it's coming back, and so we're 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 we're, we're putting it together. We're we're packaging it, and in t- in my mind, just like when I was in Vietnam, I said two. I'm gonna book two things by the end of the year, and I be- I knew it was gonna happen. I believed it. I'm I'm, t- I'm I see, and I'm I'm telling myself, and I see this project called Female, which is about an MMA a female MMA fighter, trying to uh, get this former uh, MMA fighter a prodigy. Who 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 kind of gave up on it? Try, she's trying to get him to coach her because she, he has knowledge that she needs to be the best. And of course, there's a, a romance you know thing that happens too. But I'm seeing that project being made in 2025, and I see it happening. And then when I when I cast the character, the the fighter, it's not a gamble. It's not going to be a gamble. Lauren, the 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 the. The, the female character, the lead, when I cast it's not a gamble. When I see her, it doesn't have to be a name. When I see her and I'm reading with her and I, I, she's there, it's not a gamble. So going back to what we were talking about with you know, A Tourist Guide to Love, 
I don't see myself as a gamble. You know? Oh, so interesting, so. man. What, 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 uh, what ethnicity do you see? What, Lauren? Oh, Who man. is she? What, 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 describe her. It, she's a, she's a, ethnicity wise, I mean, I, I try to leave that out because the right person that's going to read it, um, you'll know. I'll, I'll know. I don't mm. want to narrow it down in being like, oh, she's she's this ethnicity or mm. this ethnicity. I think in the, in the beginning, the first draft, there was uh, Jin is is this ethnicity, you know. But then I'm playing that character, and then Miles is this ethnicity because he's black. So my, my best friend is black, and he's gonna be playing Miles. So okay, so that's fine. We actually we cut that out too. But then Lauren is this 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 this, and we we used all different type of like uh, ethnicities, right? But like we've been working on it the last month. We took all that out because the right person is going to be the right up, person. And that won't up. be a gamble. And it won't narrow it down to be, it has to be this, you know? And that's why I feel like, man, I'm looking at Bruce Lee right there. Shit. <laughs> <laughs> Have you watched that? Be water. Be water, my friend. Yeah. No. That's the, I think so. I, I, I it's watched, a documentary. Yeah. Okay, no. Yeah. And I have it then. It, it came out in 2020. It went to Sundance. Man, there's a lot of things I haven't watched. I So a couple years, like five years ago, I disconnected from TV, film, social media, everything, dude. I was like, nope, off the grid. I was just like family, work, train people, train myself, focus on myself. And then, uh, no. Actually, like, during during the Netflix thing, they had me open up an Instagram again. You have to, yeah. Yeah, so I was like, okay. You know, you know, you go on Instagram, you go all kinds, you go start looking at all kinds of crazy shit. Yeah, it, it leads yeah. you down a, a rabbit hole. Yeah, and then like you know, from 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 like some from like girls doing squats and sticking their butt in <laughs> people's faces and shit. And I'm like, oh shit! And then, but there's good stuff though. There's like National Geographic. I yeah. love watching animals fight, dude. <laughs> watching animals fight and like wild, wild, like wildlife because it's beautiful, dude. It's beautiful. I love lions, man. I love, I, I, like, I'm a Leo. So someone told me you look like a lion. Mm. I grow, you know, I grow so my beard and that, shit, yeah. and you know, and and I, I took it a step further, man. This is this is like all through my training for to his guide to love, and I think I might have even done it before. As I I was training in Arcadia, and from my when I parked the car, and I'm walking to the front door. This is the big, the, the beautiful mountains, right? And whether it was 4 a.m., 5 a.m., 6 a.m. when the sun came up, 9 a.m. whatever it is. I would always look at the mountain I'm walking and I'll be roaring like a lion. <gasps> oh shit. Like literally. <gasps> yeah. Just like <gasps> and sometimes they'll be like, you know, missing. <gasps> but it also does something to mm -hmm. my body. Like I'm like, like a lion roaring his yeah. territory. That's this is my fucking territory, man. Mm -hmm. And I'm a fucking lion. And you know, I'm a uh, I'm here to work. You know, I'm so that just got me like started. You know, and then go in there and you do the work. You know, and they train like crazy. Um, did I mention I, was, I lost 50 pounds for the yeah, movie? Yeah. I did. So some of the things that I use for training, I mean, even the people that were 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 at the gym who knew me, they were like, man, you should, like something happened. Like you, you just flipped a switch. And the but th this the is after you got the green light. I, yeah, after I got the green light, I then, turned it up even more. Okay, but before that? Before that, I was already doing it. This is when people started noticing, and then and then you got the shit the was part? already happening because so 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 that's the thing though. I'm like, I, I feel like hey, you know what? 
wavelength. My wavelength was high, so whether my audition tape or whether when they're FaceTiming me, people sense wavelengths, man. I mean, and then they want to match theirs. You know what I mean? This this idea of manifesting like on a real level, on a real organic level, is an important thing to me for sure. For everybody, I think for everybody. But you you gotta look but, into but it. But we do don't it. do it. We don't do it enough. Normal people, I don't do it enough. People don't do it enough. Yeah. You know, we don't. Yeah. It's just not part of our inherent cultural sort of value system. You know, yeah. we want to count beans. We want to fucking like yeah. account for shit. We want to do things that are numerical. And you know, like, yeah. I, I'm not, you know, obviously I'm not trying to generalize Asian people, but we're, we're not, that's not in our kind of cultural purview. It's becoming that now. Mm. I think it's, it's starting to, 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 to be more out there. Hmm. Maybe, yeah. maybe, maybe this is what it takes as more actors are showing up on in the scene. Yeah. You're, you're really one of the first. Um, I've had female actors on, yeah. I've had female writers on. Yeah. But there's no Asian act. I mean, there's more guys coming out of Sympathizer, but there's no. Asian American, Vietnamese American actors that it's not, there's not a lot of them. Yeah. But this visualization process is such a critical part of becoming somebody who you see, who we consume on screen. Yeah. I think, one, you got to have a lot of courage. And then you got to have a lot of grit, like a lot of rejection. But if you see the rejection as, hey, you know, like, I'm learning from that, you know, um, like, I can't make mistakes. If you take mistakes and you go, shit, okay, uh, that, was, that was a learning lesson. I got submitted by that motherfucker seven times. I didn't fuck up. I'm learning. I'm learning. I'm learning. I'm learning. So that, that can probably, that would probably help, you know, kind of like start changing things. You can't make a mistake. You can't fucking make a mistake unless... You know, I, 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 can't, I can't make a mistake. I could do shit and then, oh, okay, make adjustments. Like on set, on set, on one, one, of, the, one of the days I was shooting in Vietnam for the movie, uh, Tourist Guide to Love, um, I was standing there and a group of people walked by and I would say something and give them something and another group walked by because I'm, I'm, I'm a tour guide, right? And we're at a hotel. And then oh, another group walked by and I'll be like, hey, and I'll say something and give and then another group, like three, four groups, I'll say something, and then Rachel walks up, right? Amanda, her character. And I say something to her, but with her, it was like, you know, a little bit more dialogue, right? I fucked up. I was like, oh man, I keep on, I keep on like messing up the words. Seven, eight takes later, I was like, oh shit. I started getting angry, myself. I kept it in though, I was like, come on, come on. And then, um, our producer, um, Joel Rice, he was like, hold on. He called me over. We sat in the corner. He was like, hey, take a breath. Read with me. So I read the scene with him. Da, 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 da. Okay, he's ready. I walk back out there. We do it. Bang. Got one out. Boom. And then I messed up again. Shit. And then later I do it again. Oh, got one out. Rachel was always so cool. She came up to me. She was like, hey, we just need one. And even that, we're going to cut it and edit it. No big deal. You know what I mean? So it's uh, no mistakes, man. That, that was a learning. And at the end of the day, I went back to my, my, my place and I was like, 
damn, that was a learning lesson right there, man. Being on set, like 200 people looking <laughs> at you and shit, and then you're, f- you're doing that. You choke. Oh, shit. And it's like, but then the support from our, our director, Steven, the support from uh, Joel, Rachel, you know, the other cast members, man, they were, they were like, I was like, man, I'm good. You know what I mean? Next day, boom, long scene, got it all done. Boom, the next day, you know, uh, choked up a couple times too. You know, it, it happens, you know, it happens. So um, just, you know, and that's where you, when you, you have a good team, you, you, you care about each other, you work well with each other. Um, you're not gonna judge each other. You, you're gonna have. A, she could have, you know, she could have yeah. been like, <laughs> but you know, hey, Scott, just mini one. That's not nice, you know what I mean. So, um, so many lessons right there, man. I mean, it was the biggest project I've 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 ever been a part of, um, and like, man, I I, uh, I cherish those people and the the memories I and the relationships that I got I got out of that. You know, when uh, Jenny Chang Lei introduced us recently. And I met you. I got this instant gravitational pull, like the wavelength, bro. I'm talking about. It, yeah, <laughs> I'm pulling people in. It's like the charisma, the the warmness that you that you come to yeah. the table with. You know, you're just on my. And then the follow through, the yeah. follow up. I was like, "Whoa, this motherfucker is like." I said I was gonna ball you up because I was say you on it. I was like, "What the fuck." I don't know you. You don't know me, and it's like just that chemistry. I'm yeah. like, there, there's a there's an awareness to you. You know, there's a, a certain level of awareness that now I'm beginning to understand. I'm I'm, I'm really beginning. But I want to ask you, were there challenges specifically growing up in your life that kind of gave you this sort of depth? Oh, for sure, man. Um, shit, I had a learning disability, a serious okay. one. Let's talk about. I that. know, yeah. right? Like I. What, so, what was the learning disability? Man, ADHD. I um, I think uh, I was in the fourth, fifth grade, fourth grade, I think. They yanked me out of class uh, for like a week, two weeks, I think. One, a week or two weeks. And I was uh, given all these tests, right? And I remember like the man that did it was this like really nice, gentle, big, giant man. You know, he was, I can't remember the test exactly. I remember like it was like, some pictures, and then write this, write that, and then say, what do you see? And all. It was like a bunch of stuff. And then, uh, like, after we were all done with the test, like a week, two weeks into it, um, he met up with uh, my my mom, which she didn't speak English, you know. Um, so my sister, Lily, was there. And I was there. And he turned over, he, he told my mom, he's like, hey, you know, Scott has a, a learning disability, ADHD, and... And so, um, can you translate that over to her? And my, I remember specifically, and my sister, you know, we have the exact same memory of this. She, she looked over to my mom and said, Wait, like, what? She, she said, Like, my, they call me Sang, right? Right? Which is kind of like the same name in the tourist guide to love, Sin. But uh, she said, Something's wrong with Scott. She didn't understand. She just looked at my mom and said, Something's wrong with Scott. And, uh, Cause she didn't know what ADHD was. Yeah. My sister was like two years older than me, dude. So, uh, and then I'm glad like they didn't pop pills. I didn't pop pills and shit. You know what I mean? I just kind of like just had all this energy. I couldn't focus on one thing. You know what I mean? I was like all over the place. You know, and um, and I realized 
that's why I was so good at sports, man. I was captain of the basketball team. I man played basketball all the time. Then I was captain of the wrestling team. I got thrown off the basketball team because I was too rough. I was like, and I was the captain. I was like, what? I, I remember we were doing a three man weave and shit, and I could see guys like kind of like chilling and jogging. I would run up them and I'll grab them by drink and throw them to the ground. Like, Come on, let's go. We gotta do this. We gotta do this together. And I think a, a couple of weeks or a month, the the coach, damn Coach Henrikson, <laughs> he was like, the the team can't take your abuse. You have to, you know, you're no longer a part of the team. And I just remember I was like, what? I'm giving it all I got. I'm, that's why I'm doing it. That's why I'm doing what I'm doing, right? And I think that's all related to my ADHD too, because I'm just so like high energy. Yeah, high energy, fucking amped, dude. And then joined wrestling. And uh my coach and mentor as a kid, I didn't even know, but he was fucking one of the best parts of my life, Larry Landless. And right here in San Gabriel, right? Uh started wrestling, captain of wrestling team. Then he started teaching me jujitsu and all that stuff too. Um I just like honed in and then just calmed down and lost a ton of weight. You know, and learn how to work with different people because we had three girls. We had a guy that was 120. We had a guy that was like 220. So you have to approach them and train and work mm. with them differently. You know what I mean? Um, but I, I still sucked in class. You know, during reading and shit, I would like try to skip ahead and try to get to where I'm at. Oh, okay. Try to get those. So reading was an, an issue for me. So um, I remember then, then later on, I think. Right after high school or like um, a little bit after high school, I was like, shit, I'm, I want to be an actor, right? I got to get better at reading, right? So I asked my sister, which is, she's a teacher. I remember knocking on the door. She was in the bathroom. Bang. Like, hey, teach me how to read. Because I could, I mean, my reading was really bad. I was like, teach me how to read. And she goes, okay. I was like, okay, what? Go get a book. Get a book and read. That's all you need to do. You start practicing. <laughs> I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> so I grabbed the book and I started reading. And I think that summer I read like, I never read a book until like all through high school, dude. I never read a book. Unless, you know, it's in class and we read here and there. I think when I was in third grade, we read this little book, Rabbit in the Middle and shit. And then we read it as a class. I was like, oh, that's my one book. But then that, after that day, that summer when I knocked on the door and my sister Lily was like, just get a book and start reading. That's how you get better at it. I read like 13, 14 books. I read all the Lord of the Rings. I, read, <laughs> I did all that stuff, man. And so I got better. I started getting better at that. So that to me was, and then of course I was feeling a little bit like, okay, gotta be careful, you know, um, slow down a little bit, you know what I mean? Because my ADHD is gonna be like all this energy, right? So when I read scripts, table reads, you know, just slow down a little bit, you know, enjoy the moment, read it. Um, so that, I would say that, I would say that, is one challenging thing because there is a, a part of me that goes um, kind of insecure, but not anymore. Not anymore. In like the last three, four years, I'm telling you, I am who I am. I do what I want. And I only put the people that I want around me around me. And I'm on a different wavelength, man. Uh, and I pull people in. And it's just, it's like, it, just be you, man. If, if, if I'm a, if I'm a high strung or if I speak too fast, that's me. That's fine, you know. And if I, I need to, I'll slow it down. I'll make the adjustment for a project or whatever, you know. 
Um, can I can I ask you, when did you lose your sister? Oh, I had one sister that yeah. I never met. So um, I am one of five. Uh, I have old older sister. She's uh, and they're all here in America. Uh, they they came on the boat. Older sister and then a brother. Then uh, then I had another sister that was born in Vietnam that she didn't make it because you know in Vietnam it's yeah. You know, you get sick at an early age. It's, it's, you know, I mean, it's, uh, it's tough. Yeah. You know, here it's really tough. If you're yeah. having, you have a one-year-old and she's, he or she is sick, that's scary yeah. shit, man. It is. It's fucking it's frightening. Fucking scary, man. Um, but in <laughs> Vietnam, it's a whole other thing, you know what I mean? So, yeah. So, you didn't really go through the trauma of losing a sister no. at, a, at an age. Okay. Yeah. No, no. Um, and, then, and then I had a... I had a, then there's another sister, and then I was born here in America. Oh, so you're the youngest of, yeah. of, of four. Yeah. Yeah. And now, you know, we, we talk about having children, and, you know, do you really care about what they get into in terms of, like, careers or future? Mm. Do you really think about that stuff now that you've sort of, like, gone through life living with sort of like a basic direction, but it yeah. sounds like it's sort of been very malleable and very flexible. And it's not like you had a plan, a grand plan to get to anywhere, right? Yeah. You just sort of like live your life as an artist and you've done a bunch of things. And then yeah. all of a sudden you get like this literally like a lucky break and things are changing. You know, I often think about that about my children. It's like, do I put on this like, you better go to Harvard, Yale hat, or do I just go the Scott Lee route and be like, you know, let's live life and let's see where it goes. How do we plan for our children's future as artists, as creative people who yeah. we know serendipity pops up yeah. in the future? Ooh, that's a big question, man. Uh, you kind of lead them in the right direction, man. I mean, my daughter, she was like, I want to be a dancer, I want to be a gymnast, and I want to be kind of like what daddy's doing an actor i was like yeah honey you know and she's already in uh you know she, she, she's in, in gymnastics class and she's doing it you know weekly and she's great at school she she has uh, a lot of friends she's very um, um sociable she's very very and likable and funny and so i mean you just raise them well raise them right and then give them options and then see what sticks for them and to support. I'll support them. You know what I mean? I'll support them. She wants to be a gymnast and she tries, she tries to go that route. Dude, I'm like, hey, babe, you're, you're, you're strong as hell. You're like daddy. You're super strong. You're super confident when you're doing your stuff. Um, just go at it. And, or if she wants to be an act, you know, get into acting or directing or music, whatever, babe, just go. And then be you while you're doing it. And mm -hmm. that becomes this one-of-a-kind, one-of-a-kind print that only you have and then from there try to expand and, and hopefully you know um, become successful at it so but yeah definitely go to college just you know sometimes it's like that's just a, an experience I didn't do it though you didn't go to college I didn't go to college no I, I, I went after high school I went to um, uh, I think I did like a junior high school a junior college for a little bit and then I I worked at the police department I wanted to be a cop because I'm always about protecting people. I'm very like a security guard person. I'm a security dad, you know, and uh, 
I always want to get the bad guy. You know, I'm a, and I think that's for me growing up. Like I grew up in Rosemead, and it was some tough times back then. You know what I mean? We had drug dealers, gang members, all you know, outside the house and shit. And so Dude, I, I stayed up late while my mom was sleeping just to kind of make sure because no I could hear I could hear them from outside dealing and wheeling and shit. So I I just kind of stayed up, just kind of like. Make sure everything's okay. Even though I couldn't do shit, I was like fucking ten, dude, something like that. Um, did you did you hang out like at the coffee shops or the pool halls and no SUV? no? So that was like I was I was like a, a youngster when that was happening. Okay, when all that stuff was going down. Yeah, because if I was young, you were younger. Because yeah. I remember being like one of the youngest kids hanging out at the pool halls when these guys were like 18, 20 year old dudes, but I would, I was 15 oh, tagging, tagging on. Yeah. You must've been like 10 or 11. Yeah. Cause there was a big pool hall called international on, uh, Rosemead and the 10. Yeah. And like a lot of shootings. Stories, were, yeah. man. Yeah. I remember the stories, dude. I remember watching it on news and hearing from my, my, my brother. Was he a part of that scene? No, he was a part of the, like the racing, like, like fixed up cars and stuff back in the days That's a little crazy, bit yeah a little bit of that because he had friends from there and he had some friends from like just like crazy dudes that would go like do stupid things too man like not hurting people or anything but just like they'll go to the cemetery at night and just fucking smoke you know shit you know and i i wasn't like that and then he he brought some fucking shit back to the house and spirits back to the house and i was like dude my dad and i were like you gotta stop that shit right now we gotta talk about that shit like shit. this is some real shit this is some shit so he, he he was going to a cemetery with his buddies and like ouija board shit dare you know like like there's just like daring each other to do like go, you know just high school guys high school senior guys you know and he he came back and he, he they took his car and his it was he came home at night and then his girlfriend he he went into the house and his girlfriend walks up to a house knocks on the door goes inside and she sits and she's like hey man uh, uh, who's in your car dude there was no one nobody should be in the car dude so she saw somebody she goes I saw someone in the car as I was walking in and so my brother got goosebumps and, and my, he told my dad, my dad, and they both opened the front door and there was like a black cat sitting right there going, and then so my dad said, stay inside. He grabbed salt. He went outside, sprinkled the, <laughs> sprinkled the car with salt. I don't know what the heck that means though, but he sprinkled with salt and he was like, he said some shit, you know, probably like, get the fuck out of here. You know, this, you know, don't bother us. And uh, that was kind of like one of those things, man. My brother was like, and, and and his girlfriend doesn't like like she's she's a straight up you know individual right so she was like no I saw somebody that they were in your car they were looking right at me as I was walking in yeah so I don't play I don't play with that man <laughs> that's some crazy shit I still yeah struggle with that shit I'm like is it real if it's not real you know I still struggle with that. I was like a big Ouija board player oh, man. when I was a kid. Like around that age, you know, 17, 18, 16, 17, I would go into a cemetery with one cousin or two cousins and I would like put the Ouija board back of a truck, pickup truck. We put it right there, parked in the cemetery and we fucking go, go to town. I was a crazy motherfucker when it came to that. Is that even real? That, that, does that it actually real, move? Man. That oh, shit's man, real. dude, don't fucking tap into that. That shit's real. Don't tap into that. Yeah, 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 yeah. <sighs> I get, I got crazy. I'm goosebumps right now, man. Just thinking about this shit. This so is how crazy I was. I, I'm not proud of this, and I talk about this. Um, I went to Arkansas when I was like 16, 15. I, I didn't have a driver's license at the time, 
I took two guys with me, like church, my cousin and a, this church guy. He was like 19. And we drive to return this car in, in Oklahoma. And we pass by all these like small towns and they have these like small cemeteries. And we pull into a few of them and we walk around. It's like eerie at night. And in one of them, it was like the sun was coming down and there was like this cemetery with like a lot of broken headstones and there was one that was like cracked and I just kind of kicked it over and took the head tombstone back with LA with me in Arkansas so I can put the fucking Ouija board on I just was not That's crazy man I just was not in the right frame of mind in my teens because I was yeah. just like very daring That's wild, and very dude. That's wild. wild shit yeah and uh I look back on that and I I wonder I'm like it was a baby it was like you know, oh, like a one-year-old. Yeah, I was one-year-old. Oh. I'm like, damn, I wonder if that baby had followed me around all these years and be like, I'm going to hold you back from life. I'm going to hold you yeah. back from, you know, like. Probably not, dude. Scary to think about. Yeah. But, but the, the, like the things that we do when we're kids, you know, it's like stupid, crazy it is, shit. It is. It is. That's, that's where you need mentors, man. You need to just fucking pull a mentor in, whether it's a brother, or yeah. your dad, or uncle, or like a coach, or just like an older, like, Hmm. Like, whether you know, we're talking about acting and, and, and training and all that stuff. But like, find someone who's 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 been through it and and uh, like, if somebody was trying to like start hosting a podcast and knowing like the ins and outs of it, they need to go fucking. They need to call you, man. <laughs> you know what I mean? And wouldn't you be like down to be like, hey, totally. I'm, I'm a yeah, dude. Totally. Let me show you the ropes. I try to get everybody to become a podcast host because we just need it. We just need more Vietnamese people doing this because we need amplification, right? I, I, I could tell you, like, like um, I knew this too at an early, like when I started acting too. I was like, I need to fucking find a mentor. Wow. And like years went by and I kind of forgot. And then I, 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 later on, I was like, damn, I need a mentor. And um, just like in jujitsu, wrestling, yeah. and all that stuff that I did, I, I had a mentor, Larry Landless. And I remember I was at the gym I was training at, and my buddy trained like uh, like Keanu Reeves, right? So one day he was there, and I'm there, and we're, we're kind of rolling out. And I was like, shit. My inner voice was like, go talk to him. Go talk to him, right? Cause we, we kind of say hello and stuff, but go talk to him, right? And I didn't do it, right? And so at that moment, I was kind of like, oh, shit. You know, I could have like talked to him and like, you know, uh, shoot the breeze a little bit, you know what I mean? But now, my, the way my mindset is like, dude, you see it. You go. Go. You don't wait, man. You don't wait to doubt yourself. You don't wait and then be like, oh, probably not. Oh, he's busy. Oh, she's busy. Ah, she probably saying, no, none of that bullshit. Like, What, what do you think was the, the impetus for that switch? Because that doesn't happen to normal people. We... You know, normal people, we have this hesitation, this fucking built-in hesitation. Where somewhere along the fucking line, that got dropped. That got that flame of like doubt got extinguished. Where you're now just like saying, whatever the fuck it is, I'm on the same playing field. I'm on the same playing mm -hmm. level, right? Like, and and the the allowance that you give yourself to go and open up that portal. That's not normal. It's not. Mm. It doesn't exist in everybody. And I want to know where or where does it? And you just don't like the individual. Mm. Just like you know, the our voice, our inner voice. Right? We, I think we all have one. I don't know, right? I just I know I do. Where does it come from? 
Where does it come from? It's just does energy, it from, right? Does it come from my my heart? Does it come from my brain? I don't think so. It's just it's me, right? My my my, my. and I'm just thinking like you always got this battling um, voices, yeah. voices like like the, the the devil and the angel, right? Uh, you know, back and forth, right? You know, for example, right? Oh, do it! No, no, don't do it! Ah, eat that! No, you shouldn't eat that shit! Fuck! Go work out! No, I'm too tired. My knees hurt and shit. When I was training people and I was uh, like uh, training myself, I was like, use both. You know, they're 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 going at it. Use both. They're both energy. Use both. Um, and I think that's kind of like the way I was training. And what do you way, what do you mean use both? Like, the word is not devil like you know i'm just saying because we yeah, were used yeah, to yeah. seeing I the devil it. and the angel right but it's just a, the two inner voice forces. two forces there's so, black and white yeah so the one that says don't do it and then the one that says do it okay so the one that let's say the one that says uh don't do it right you what i'm what i'm training like 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 use him like like tap into that voice and that will energize you that will uh, motivate you that will give you more um, fuel fuel to to do whatever you're gonna do you just gotta tap into it um, the one that's telling you not to do it is how do you how do you reverse the I think I think energy. What I, what, 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 the way the way my mind was working was use the devil yeah like like not necessarily the devil obviously we, um, use no, some negative use force that, that negative force to push yourself to do it Use this other force, push yourself to do it. Like, stop doubting yourself, stop going back and forth, and just go and do it. And just like, um, this is this is this is a good example, right? And and use momentum. Um, I, I do hot hot yoga. I, I used to do it a lot. I used to do a lot. I wish I knew about hot yoga when I was an athlete, when I was like mm. training for shit, because it's so good for you. Your flexibility, uh, just eat be, proteins and shit. Yeah. Eat proteins, what? Heat, heat proteins. Oh, heat proteins. Mm-hmm. I don't know about that. Mm-hmm. I don't know about that. But but I know that it it, it creates more flexibility in your on your skin, your skin, your muscles, your ligaments. Um, it takes. It's very tough to stay in the class, you know. And but once you're done with the class, you go, like, damn, that felt so good. You feel detox and everything. Um, but when you're doing it, when I was doing it, like I did it, I think yesterday, two days ago, or something like that, and. I'm laying down. I think we're like almost over. I'm laying down. I put my both my hands up to the ceiling. I'm laying down. I'm looking at my and I wipe myself up. I drink like a gallon. I need to take a, go to the bathroom soon, but I, t- I drink like a gallon of these a day. So as I'm in there, I'm sweating out like crazy, right? So I wipe myself up. I'm laying down, and I wipe, and then I lay down. I put my hands to the towards the ceiling, and my 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 body starts beating. Like when I say beating, it means like little balls of sweat starts coming out. And I notice one bead on my wrist, and it starts to fall. And as it's going down, it's gathering other beads, and it's going faster, gaining momentum. Boom, 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 until it falls down, right? And then disappears, right? So, like, my analogy with that is basically it's like momentum. Like, like build momentum. I created that ball, that mm. bead of sweat. After that, I mean, it, it does what it does, it, whatever. But I created that. I created that that little bead of sweat, and I can see how it's gaining other. Uh, it's bringing other beads together. Together to go faster and faster and faster and momentum, man. Um, so I think that's like, the, you know, 
little things like that and and you get it you get a lot of this like i get a lot of these moments like through training you train whether it's like jujitsu wrestling basketball volleyball swimming um the more you train yeah you start like finding these things that you could do it you could do it man i could bench press fucking two wheels on each side you know what i mean um but you got to like try it you got to keep practicing at it scott Thank you so much for your wisdom. Thank you so much for sharing your experiences. And I can't wait to see the film when it comes out. Yeah. Um, yeah. And we can catch on Netflix or in the theaters or yeah. like Netflix um, in April. In April. Yeah. A Tourist Guide to Love. A Tourist Guide to Love. To love. Yeah. I can't wait. Oh, man. It's going to be a, what a blessing it was. Yeah. It, it, it's me awesome and then you know we'll get you back on for the next oh, project yeah. and the next one and the next Dude, one this I, is going I, for, I, for I years maybe i could bring some people with me yeah man, absolutely cast, you know i love that, that. yeah you know we I mean? love that so. and thanks for pushing this in-person thing today because it you know i am noticing the dynamics it's i've never done this before in person live it's Dude. it's so much more Dude. like i'm much more open to talk about like the craziest shit it's just like weird it's just like the energy is different than doing it through the screen way different man. but we won't have God. a video version of this because you know i don't have oh, the gear yeah. for it but well next time dude next time start i mean I th- and i think it's uh uh put it out there because you're 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 really good at what you do and you have great energy man and so um you'll be helping and inspiring a lot of people dude like you don't even realize it but you you will and uh and then you'll be bringing in guests, and then you'll be you'll be like helping each other out too. Yeah. You'll be helping the guests too. You know what I mean? And it gives a place where like the younger, all gener- all race, but like the Asians, you know, kind of like seeing, oh damn, he he's fucking hosting the shit, and he's bringing him and her on. Yeah. Um. Damn. I, you know, I want to be on that show one day, just like when I was saying, I do. I'm gonna be in New York one day shooting an episode of blah blah blah. You know what I mean? I had to see it. Like sometimes they don't see it. You know, you show them on the show. You bring out, um, you know, artists or you know individuals that 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 has been through it and and what they learn, and then they could kind of like um, uh, share their two pieces, you know what I mean, uh, and and how they gotten some advice here and there. Um, one last thing is that I always feel like when I'm on set, I'm on set right now for the HBO thing, but I everyone that I come across, you know, um, especially like like like, like younger asians or 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 this time it was like a bunch of people that i met like doing background i i always i I talk to everybody man i come across people i talk and especially you know i feel like oh this good energy we start talking and shit and i there's a lot of things that i i've done that they don't know about like they're trying to get into it i've done background work um Dude, I don't know how many years ago, dude. It was, a, you know, I remember I did it for uh, like like Nickelodeon or something like that. I did a bunch of stuff just because I wanted to see what goes on on set. Yeah, I was mm-hmm. like, okay, shit. So 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 that's the 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 lead girl, the lead guy, director there, camera there, and action. Stay quiet. But I'm watching, you know. And so when I'm on set and I, I talk to uh, like some of the other uh, background actors and stuff, they, I'm, I'm like, hey, just you know, da 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 da, and I'm like, hey. For start you can start out doing this and this and this. There's like commercial work. You have a great commercial look. You have a great print look. You know what I mean. And so, so and, and that's that's a good place to start. You know, instead of just, you know, you can take classes if you want, but you know, find a commercial agent, find a print agent, 
and then from there start building up and knowing what you're gonna do and and then do short films and stuff and um write some shit you know just kind of keep yourself in the mix and then uh and i was like hey man pass it over to me i'll pass it over to the people i know yeah. i don't i don't i don't hesitate on that if i if and if i feel like again like the wavelength of yeah they're they they they, they, they want to learn and they want to get better dude and people like i, I know people that will kind of like vouch for me they're like hey man dude i say that all the time and i mean it like pass it over to me and i'll pass it over to this person i know you know it doesn't bother me at all but don't wait i tell them don't wait too long because while the skill is hot because shit happens you know if you you want it and i'm saying here i'll pass it over of course dude do it soon don't wait there's a couple people that has been like three weeks four weeks i said hey pass it over to me i know this casting director that said his agent friend knows is trying to build up his roster and he's looking for people i'll pass it over be a couple weeks i haven't gotten shit you know what i mean so well thank you again scott um again much appreciated yeah yeah thank you for listening to the vietnamese with kenneth Wynn. The Vietnamese is produced by Brittany Tran. Special thanks to Jane Nguyen, Catherine Nguyen, Tina Pham, Sydney Jamie, and Crystal Trin. Please find us on Instagram, Facebook, and TikTok at The Vietnamese Podcast. You can also find us on YouTube where you can subscribe, like, and comment. Please rate and give us a review wherever you find our podcast. 